Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesonite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we continue our series, The Hills Have Size, where we delve into the seminal MTV show, The Hills. Today, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 20, Back to L.A. Yep. But first, we have a little bit of house cleaning. It's true. Um, would you like to break the big LC news, since you were the ones that, that broke it to me? Sure. First. So, I want to say thank you to everyone who sent me text messages yesterday on New Year's Day for the Breaking Hills news that Lauren Conrad and her husband, William Tell, are now expecting a baby. Yes. Um, and I said this on Twitter to someone who tweeted me about it, but I'm going to be devastated if she doesn't name the baby Jason if it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps Jason Stephen. I'm going to be devastated if she doesn't design lines of children's clothing. Oh, of course. Of course. I think the little market already sells children's things. So I think the children's empire is on its way. Um, I think we may, not have, may have to buy like a cabbage patch doll and just start dressing it up in Lauren Conrad for cool. <laughs> the python headband. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you had other house cleaning? I do. Now, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. It was just a little snippet on the internet that I read on E! Online. Um, it was a sound bite, but here's hoping there is a very small chance and teeny tiny rumor that Audrina Partridge might be joining the Real Housewives of Orange County. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think they're blowing it way out of proportion because someone asked her on a red carpet if she would be interested and she was like, oh, sure. So I don't think it'll go anywhere, but it's out there in the universe and we would love to see it happen. Right. I will say, I think Audrina wishes. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was one of those things where someone just asked her, like, I can't see her actually being on the show, but... She's 20 years younger than they are. Well, not Megan. Well, yeah. And if Megan stays on the show, she could use a buddy, and they're equally dum-dums, so I could see that working out. And they both have newborns. Yeah. So, but, I mean, again, I think it was one of those off-the-cuff, like, things where someone hit Audrina up, and, but it made it into the interweb. Like, I saw it a lot, mentioned a lot of places, so right. people ran with it, so. And actually, I saw this morning that I think Heidi and Spencer are in London, right? Because are they doing Celebrity, celebrity Big Brother. Like, they've done it before, haven't they? They have, and we need to figure out how to watch it. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Oh, is it only UK? Yeah, and it's every day. Oh, God. It's, like, every day for three weeks. Like, I, one of my clients is British, and she has, like, some special cable hookup thing that allows her to watch British TV shows, but I don't know if I I'm sure we can watch clips that. online at the very least. Clips for sure, but I would love to watch the whole thing. So if any of you out there listening know, like, the workaround to be able to watch BBC, like, hook us up and let us know. Yeah. I get BBC America, but it's I don't... It's not on there. Yeah. It's not. No. Because I think it might be Channel 4. BBC 4, yeah. Yeah, and we just get BBC America, so... Okay. Well, we'll look into it and keep us posted, everybody. And final piece of house cleaning, we wanted to say a very special happy birthday to wonderful friend of the podcast, Jill Tyler. Happy birthday, Jill. Happy birthday. Hope you're having a fabulous one. (laughs) Oh, and happy New Year's to everyone, Yeah, happy New Year's to everyone. It's actually, (laughs) yes, today is January 2nd. Yes. Um, I hope all of you had a lovely holiday season and a joyous New Year. Yep. That covers it. It does. Okay. Okay, Now we can dive right in. (laughs) We can dive in. Um, Any notes about the blips at the top? Uh, Not really. Did you? No. I mean, Lauren summarizes things and says that Heidi and Spencer went from bad to worse and Heidi asked him to move out. She found out Brody had a girlfriend and Whitney is over Teen Vogue. All true. Which is interesting though, because my takeaway from Whitney's conversation with um, the gay praying mantis in Paris was not, I'm quitting <laughs> Teen Vogue. Did you take that away? I mean, we know because we've seen this before, but watching it the first time, I don't remember, like, I think I want to get into Stylink 
was necessarily, I'm quitting Teen Vogue. When she and Lauren packed up the burn dress, she said, I think after two years, I'm over it. See, I thought she just meant over working in the closet. I don't know. I find it hard to believe that they don't have a styling position open to somebody young that's been there for several years already, but... Like styling for the fashion shoots? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Me too. But maybe they've had the same people forever. I don't... Yeah. And I'm sure that this was all contrived on MTV and People's Revolution's part to get publicity. Right. And, and brand well, the and franchise. I personally am thrilled about it because now Kelly Catrone is a part of my viewing life. 100%. I wasn't going to say her name because she comes up later. I was trying to be secretive. I think we already said that she was coming, though. We did. Yeah. Because like, you like and I... Thunderstorm. Yeah, we're obsessed. So anyway, we the first scene of the episode is at the Hillside Villas, and Lauren comes in with her suitcases, presumably from Paris. But they were not because they were different suitcases. Yes. One was and light gray. So we already established in the previous episode that their trip to Paris was a Thursday to perhaps a Monday. Yes. And they make a very big deal, as big a deal as they made of them leaving, of them coming home. And Lauren says, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. Like she hasn't been there forever. And when Audrina asks her how it was, she says it was a lot, a lot, a lot of work. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't. My favorite, too, is she's like, oh, she's like, I'm so turned around. Like, it's night is day for me. And I'm like, you were gone for, like, three days. Yeah. I don't it's not long it. enough to get jet lag. Like, yeah. you're a weirdo. And Audrina asks her if she was able to do anything fun in her downtime in Paris. And Lauren nearly says no. She said, we did manage to see the Eiffel Tower with the French band. No, you went out with them three nights in a row. Also... Is it still weird that they're calling them the French band and not the name of the band? Yes. I don't know. Why didn't they just say, oh, you mean rock and roll? Yeah. I don't know. And they're allegedly sort of friends of Ardrina's, right? Like, that would... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So then Lauren says that it was really good to get away from L.A. and get away from Brody and realize that there are other guys out there. Mm Mm-hmm. What a difference a day makes. Yeah. (laughs) She really moved on in that, in that long weekend. Uh Yeah. And then to end the scene, Lauren just says, and I think Whitney doesn't want to work for Teen Vogue anymore. Bum, bum, bum. And Audrina, like Audrina cares. I mean, (laughs) that's okay. Sure. Sure. It's not really noteworthy, but thank you for telling me. So then we see Whitney discussing her career and her future at Teen Vogue with Lisa Love. And this gets interesting to be later, but for now, we'll just talk about Whitney and Lisa's conversation. And Whitney says that she has been there for two years, but she really sees herself more in styling. 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 She said styling. Yeah. Which, by the way, sidebar, everyone, I've now started saying this in my everyday life. It's terrible. I've started adding ink to the ends of things and not realize I'm doing it. Because I do it in my head. Because I always think, how would Whitney say this? And it's bad. It's getting really bad. Fascinating. I do it at work. I haven't done it yet. Thank it's coming. <laughs> Maybe with you, I probably would by accident, but hopefully not. It's like years ago when a good friend of mine used to use the word fresh all the time. Like that's so fresh. And I used to make so much fun of her. And then I started saying it by accident all the time. I, I have picked up a few of those recently, but I'm not hopefully mispronouncing any words, but yeah. Ink. I've been adding ink to the ends of things. (laughs) Now that I said that I'm going to mispronounce about 15 (laughs) things in this episode. So then Whitney tells Lisa that she got a phone call about an opportunity with Kelly Catrone and people's revolution. 
And Lisa says, that sounds like a great opportunity for you. If I had an opportunity in styling, I would definitely love to keep you. I just don't have it. Um, and you certainly have my reference and our blessing, which is very nice. Very nice. I thought Lisa was incredibly supportive and wonderful. I'm Obviously, I don't think this was the same conversation she'd be having with Lauren if no. Lauren <laughs> said that she was going to be leaving. No. Um, but she, yeah, she was great about it. She was. And I also noticed that Whitney had this strange little bow in her hair. Uh, yes, it was. And it was like partially a, covered up by her bangs. It was odd. It was. It was like a bow barrette that was covered in like crystals, like diamond flecky crystal looking. It was very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. We can agree on that. <laughs> So then we go from Teen Vogue to Bolt House, and I think Heidi's carrying a folder. Was she carrying a folder? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I thought she was carrying. She might something have been to pretend like yeah, pretending she was working. So she's walking through Bolt House, but all we're seeing is a sea of cubicles. Yeah, and I said the office looks really different. And Heidi walks up to Kimberly's desk and says, "Wow, this place looks amazing." I wonder if they expanded to a second floor, and she went down to the other floor. Maybe. I don't... I mean, that building looks big enough to have multiple floors. Yeah. But it's like the old floor... That didn't have enough... spaces and beautiful... And all of a sudden, you're in, like, gross gray cubicle right. land. That's why it didn't look like the same floor. No. There wasn't as much natural light, either. Or know. maybe they just took out all the beautiful desks and made it into cubicle land. I don't know how that would be an improvement. But it was mostly offices around the edges, right? And then that little magazine reception area. You mean the first? Yeah. In her original? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I noticed it and then she said it, so at least they acknowledged that it happened for once, but... <laughs> but I feel like that wasn't much of acknowledgement. They should have said, like, oh, yeah, we redid the offices over spring or is anything. But we had to get to the bullshit conversation about Spencer. True. Kimberly also got some highlights, I think. Kimberly did get highlights. Her hair looks amazing. Heidi's hair, on the other oh. hand, she must have got it done in Colorado. Or was she overdue because she was in Colorado and missed an appointment? It's possible, because what she had going on, you guys, and, this, and actually Jill, our birthday friend Jill, can relate to this, because I discussed it with her. <laughs> if you go really, really blonde, and you wait longer than a month, if you wait too long, it gets really hard to get that high level of lift, because the heat from your scalp helps it activate. So if you have a half an inch lesser root of, of roots or less, it's really easy to break through that orange-yellow barrier and get it that really pretty light blonde. Uh -huh. If you have more roots than that, what you end up with is orange because the heat from the scalp doesn't help. It looked like she was wearing a one inch orange wig and yeah. then it went into her hair. Totally. So she had like a quarter inch of her natural hair roots and then an inch of orange. Yeah. And then her blonde color. Ooh. It was really bad. Yeah. It was really weird. bad. Like I've never layeringly bad. I've never seen that. I have on her before. I have for sure. You notice it, but when you like, pointed it out, I could definitely tell really bad. Yeah. So, Long story short, Heidi tells Kimberly all about the recent drama with Spencer and that when she got back from Colorado, she expected that he would be gone since that's what she asked him to do. And Kimberly asks if they're going to see other people, which becomes the theme of the episode for Heidi and Spencer, whether or not they're breaking up, seeing other people or what. And Heidi's appalled by the suggestion and says, no, no, we're not seeing other people. We're not, we're not breaking up. We're just taking a break. And getting some space. And Kimberly sort of says, well, good luck with that. I mean, the whole thing was such a contrived, goofy setup for yes. what transpires, but yes. Yes. Well, that's that's pretty much what we'll have to talk about, about Heidi and Spencer from, from now, now on. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought Kimberly did a really good job for her role. 
She did. She's getting better. <laughs> she played it off well. and She's yeah. doing better than Heidi at this point. She, oh, yeah. Everyone's always doing better than Heidi. I think it's gotten worse as Heidi's gotten a, a less enjoyable plot. Yeah. Well, I think it's because she does truly love Spencer. I think it's getting harder and harder for to her pretend to pretend like she doesn't. But she doesn't. Yeah, I agree. So then we go to Stephanie's apartment. Which I would like to call from here on out the She Pratt layer. I called it Shea Pratt because it's kind of like She Pratt, but then that's too close to Shea Ambiance. So, yeah. all right. The She Pratt's lair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Spencer has moved in with his sister. Why doesn't he call one of his friends? I know they're not as close anymore, but why not say, hey man, Heidi and I are taking a break for a while. Can I crash with you? Why doesn't he want to have any fun? Well, because again, it's fake. And um, also, he and Brody, I mean, who's he going to call Brody? I, I don't know. Gino, Jaboy, Panero. Those were all Brody's boys. There's got to be one of them that's slightly sympathetic to Spencer. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, we, the two things that I was most shocked about is why does Stephanie's apartment look exactly the same as Spencer and Heidi's apartment. Just a slightly different layout. Yeah. But I, know. I mean, same beige cat, like everything is the same. And how does Spence, uh, Stephanie have a condo? I don't know. They call it a condo, not yeah. an apartment. She owns a condo. Yep. I would love to know how that happened. My prediction is that it is the Pratt family condo in LA and Stephanie lives there. Because okay. Spencer had enough money to pay for his own housing slash MTV paid for it. Yeah. True. Okay. Fair enough. Because if his dad was kind of like a Hollywood dentist or whatever he claimed to be, they have their beach house, which is their full-time residence, and maybe he had a little place in the city as an investment or when he was in town or something. Perhaps. I could see rich people doing that. Yeah. A pied a terre. Yeah. This is my, <laughs> this is a theory I just made up. <laughs> so Spencer tells Stephanie that he's not excited to move out. There really is no bright side. And Stephanie asks if she, what should she do when she hangs out with Heidi now? And Spencer says, keep her away from me (laughs) (laughs) because all she wants is space. So don't bring her around me because then she'll yell at me that I'm not giving her space. And he also adds that he is not excited to date again. And Stephanie is surprised and says, are you actually considering dating again? And he says, yes. Well, and he doesn't just, he's like, well, we're on a break and I'm giving her space. Which is so stupid. Like, first of all, if this is your sister and you are having an actual heartfelt conversation, you shouldn't be doing it like you're 14 and stomping your feet being like, well, she said she wants space. Like, be honest to be like, oh, well, I'm really hurt. And yes, I may. Like, I don't want to date other people, but I feel like it would really fuck with her if I do. So I'm going to, I mean, he can't even be honest with his sister. Right. But also... If you pretty much break off your engagement, because they called off the wedding, I guess she kept the ring, Mm -hmm. but then she asked him to move out. Well, they they didn't call off the engagement. I thought they called off the wedding. Okay. But still. So they called off the wedding and she asked him to move out. Yeah. But still wants to date her fiance. Yeah. I would be confused by that too. I don't think I'd want to date other people. It would feel too soon. But I, it is confusing and very... Oh, odd. I would be revenge-fucking people all over town. <laughs> yeah. I'd be tempted to. I don't think I'm capable, I would full-on pull, like, a Ross with friends. I would, like, that night. I yeah. I would be like, I'm gonna go out and bang other people. That's why the other reason I'm surprised he's not calling his boys or the people he used to be friends with. That's not true. Yeah, I know. 
But it would have made for a good plot point. Yeah. We should be producing this show. I know. Well, I think it becomes a plot point in a few episodes, right? He starts to go out and Heidi runs into him or something. I believe so. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Sorry to spoil that one, but... (laughs) Well, I'm sure we'll have more to say about it when the time comes. So then we're back at Teen Vogue in the closet, and Whitney tells Lauren about her meeting with Lisa and mentions that her interview with Kelly Catrone is tomorrow. So she sort of quit her job before having a new one. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was surprised by that. Well, I think that since... I guess Lisa would have taken her back since she loves Whitney, I guess, but... And I'm assuming because MTV had already lined up all the permits and the licensing (laughs) to film at People's People's Revolution, she pretty much knew that she was getting the job. Yeah. And, uh... Whitney adds that Lisa was surprisingly supportive and gave me her blessing. Yep. That was a bad one. It was a real bad one. Yeah, yeah. it was a really bad one. Um, So then Lauren gets sad because she says, I haven't known this job without you. And Whitney says, I know, I can't imagine not walking in here and seeing you every day. Every day? She sees Lauren every day. Uh, I think she means every day she works. Yeah. Which... How often does Lauren actually go into Teen Vogue? I'd say maybe three times a week. You think? Also, I would have guessed that in an earlier season, but now? And can we discuss the facts so now that we're talking about Lauren and what she does with her days? She, she still <laughs> goes to school. I know. <laughs> she does in scenes from next week. But I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen her anywhere I feel like school. we haven't seen her at school since she was with Jason. Yeah. I swear. We should verify that for next episode. I mean, it has been a long time since school has been mentioned. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I don't... I think Lauren is starting to do her own side businesses in real life at this point, off the show. And I feel like she's at Teen Vogue maybe twice a month to film some stuff. Did she graduate? Yes. She did. Okay. Yes. I'm writing this down for next episode. I just, I'll just go back through my notes and find it. I mean, I just think it's funny. She threw such a fit about Heidi quitting school. And, like, we have never seen... I mean, she, I do some homework sometimes, Lauren. Like, Well, she was making that sad... Collage. Yeah, magazine board a couple episodes ago. True. With her glue stick and her... True. <laughs> and her sad face. Yeah. But then we are introduced to People's Revolution. Ah, so good. I got so excited when I just saw the billboard. Frank and I are home. Yeah. This is our this is our happy place. We are we are comfortable. Whitney goes into People's Revolution. She looks real good. Gorgeous. Black top, black skirt. Think flats, legs for days, obviously, hair down, no barrette this time, and that gorgeous Prada ombre tote that goes from nude to black. I love that bag. I really do. And she introduces herself to Jessica, the... I, I don't know if they have a receptionist, but she's at the desk closest oh, to the door. Oh, Jessica said her title was um, head of L.A. publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says that Kelly will be with her in a minute, and you hear Kelly Catrone off camera yelling at someone on the phone, which is... Oh, and it was amazing, and what she yes. was yelling was... Well, what do you mean the clothes got stolen? What do you mean the clothes got stolen? Uh, the clothes got stolen because apparently someone hung them, on, hung them on a fence outside. So we needed to find out who would hang out clothes on a fence and fire them. Yeah. Like it was amazing, like wafting yes. over the top of the wall. It was yep. awesome. Yep. 
So they have an interesting conversation, Kelly and Whitney, and she sort of asks why, well, she does ask why Whitney's interested in styling, what she thinks she could bring to the job. Whitney answers the questions, but they're not particularly great answers. No, and I honestly feel like if this wasn't being filmed for MTV and this wasn't already a done deal, she would not have gotten the job. No. Like, Kelly wants a go-getter, someone who's really out there, like, jumping at the bit, and I feel like all of Whitney's answers were A, non-answers, and very B, vague. not very, like, go get them. They were like, well, I would do this, and it wasn't like, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to be on top of it. I'm gonna, I mean, that's right. what Kelly Catron wants. And when someone asks you what you could bring to a styling position, don't just say, I could be of help with styling. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, I no, know. I, no kidding. What detailed things would you do? But I, I thought know. it was interesting, though, that when Kelly offers her the job... She kind of acknowledges that in a way by saying, like... We'll give it a shot. Well, Lisa Love, who's very hard to work for as well... Yes. ...gave you a glowing recommendation, which goes a long way, so let's give it a shot. So I think she was basically saying, your interview sucked my dick. And, like, (laughs) just because Lisa Love loved you, I'm going to give you a shot. Right. So then Kelly tells Whitney, I hope you know that you've made a deal with the devil. And this is where, if I was Kelly, I would have rescinded my offer... And been very concerned. ...and told Whitney to go fuck herself. And because, Whitney says, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, why, no, she, I thought she said, why do you say that? And Kelly says, because you're going to have to give up your life. You'll get a new one, but you have to give up your life. Yeah. Which isn't true. Whitney doesn't give up her life to work at People's Revolution. I mean, if somebody tells you you're making a deal with the devil, you just like kind of smile and be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for the challenge. Like, people, you don't be like, what do you mean? People who really work at People's Revolution give up their life, as yeah. we saw in Kel on Earth, the greatest oh, show on show Earth. Show on Earth, so good. Um... But, Which, by the way, if you haven't watched Kel on Earth, turn this podcast off right now and go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest. Or cast your vote for us to do it for our next series. Yes. Because I've rewatched it before and I, I'm obsessed. So good. It's unfortunate. I think it's only 10 episodes. Well, yeah, it was only one season, right? Tragedy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Whitney does not give up her life any more than she did for Teen Vogue. No, not at all. Yeah. So, there's that. I think it's definitely more stressful than Teen Vogue, but there's more yelling. Yes. Yelling. There's more yelling. (laughs) Her boss is a little tougher. So then we are at breakfast with Heidi and Stephanie. Ugh. I don't, I don't even want to talk about the top of the scene, but I feel like we're supposed to. So they're at this restaurant that Heidi and Spencer were once at. Stephanie's reading the menu and says, Eggs Benedict, this is my new favorite restaurant. First of all, they have Eggs Benedict everywhere. everywhere. I know. So I wrote that down. So then Heidi says, oh, I'll never forget the time that Spencer and I came here and he said he was going to order the muscle breakfast. And I said, why? Because you don't have any muscles. And he said, shut up. Um, I might notes, I just wrote muscle breakfast, vom in giant letters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And... I think she said, remember the time, not, uh, which was implying like, oh, Stephanie, you watched the show. You saw (laughs) that happen. Like, so dumb. I think she did. (laughs) So then again, Stephanie brings up this dating other people and Heidi again says, no, we're not dating other people. We just, we're living apart. And I really wanted to scream at the TV and the producers, like, we get it. The theme of this episode for Heidi's Censor is there's going to be drama about seeing other people. Yep. Also, we are in the very same time frame because she still has the orange roots. Yes. And she's going through a major hoop earrings phase in this episode. I failed to mention it when she was talking to Kimberly. They were huge. 
And they're a little less big in the scene with Stephanie, but they looked leopard print. Oh, they I didn't some, notice. They had some color to them. I was excited by that. So then um, it is nighttime. We're at the villas and Lauren and Audrina are getting ready to go out. And Lauren has not been out in LA in quote, so long. And in my notes, I wrote one week tops. Like I bet it's, it's probably the weekend after Paris. Yep. I Audrina says the same thing. She's like, I haven't been out in forever. Yeah. What did, I, that's not true. I wonder if they took a break for the holidays and came back and filmed this. And maybe it's been two weeks. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, maybe... The only thing that would make sense is when I was their age, I did literally go out every night. So if I hadn't been out in, in a week, four or five nights, so I would long. be like, so that would be so long. So maybe that's the sketch they're on. Maybe. It's stupid anyway. So Audrina mentioned something about how Lauren is not, she hasn't talked to Brody. And Lauren says, no, I haven't talked to Brody. And they get very excited that they're both full on single. Now, what about Corey? I don't know. Like she goes to the party. They have a great second date or first date, depending on how you want to look at it. And now she's full on single. (laughs) Paris changed everything for Audrina too. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. So they're both full and single and Lauren says, let's go get in trouble. Okay. And by the way, why haven't we seen any Christmas stuff? I don't know. Cause it should be December. Lauren looks like she's wearing a Christmas dress, by the way. And I said, we wondered where they were going. And I said, well, Lauren's overdressed. So I think they go to Ladue. She's wearing a one shouldered red satin cocktail dress. Which, by the way, guys, apparently she can overdress for Ledoux, but doesn't bring anything to Paris to go out when she goes to Paris. Yeah, she has to wear an Alberta Ferretti evening gown. I don't... Whatever. But yeah, I'm surprised they haven't been all, like, Christmassy Christmassy. I don't know. Weird. They probably avoid it. Because maybe they don't know when they're going to use particular footage for certain episodes. That's true, because they didn't mention Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving right. was in Paris was. So yeah, I guess they're getting, getting more... Because they didn't use... In first season one, they did. So I guess they're getting more vague about holidays. Right. Because yeah. we've busted this wide open several times, and things can be really far apart. I mean, because we, we did have Halloween. True. Yeah. But yeah, no Thanksgiving. No Christmas as of yet. Yeah. So then they go to Ledoux, the VIP room, brocad wallpaper, Ugh, cocktail so dresses. Good. Yep. And the blonde, curly-haired guy is there. Because mm-hmm. he's his hair takes up half the <laughs> shot most of the time. And everyone makes a big deal about Lauren being back. Frankie and Brody show up. They say, welcome back. And then Lauren and Brody have a really awkward exchange. I have a lot to say about this. I mean, go ahead. Let so, it fly. Frank, so Lauren's sitting at the table, or like the banquette. And Frankie and Brody walk in, and everyone's all like, oh, hey, Lauren's back. She immediately starts giving Brody dirty looks. She gives Frankie a hug, refuses to hug Brody, won't even speak to him. Yes. She's a fucking brat. Yes. I'm sorry. She's being a fucking brat. She I'm is. Like, grow the fuck up, Lauren. You're being such a little bitch, baby. And Brody says, you're not going to give me a hug? You're mad at me? And she says, where's your girlfriend? And he said, who's my girlfriend? And Lauren doesn't even know. She has no response to that. None. She just sits back down. Um, and then this is where things get really strange and go off the rails because Brody says, like, oh, how can you even say that to me? I know about Paris. I have friends in Paris. Yeah. Like, what, he has P- Parisian spies? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Lauren got on the back of a motorbike of a guy she doesn't even like. He probably has friends in production. Probably. <laughs> and then he says, I haven't seen you in a long time and you're not even going to treat me as a friend? 
And then Lauren gets all upset about that and says, how am I not treating him as a friend? Brody leaves. Frankie tries to convince him to stay. Fucking Frankie. And Lauren said, what did I do? I'm not being mean. And Frankie says, you're not being mean, but you're not being nice. You guys love each other. And I know why you're mad, but you guys love each other. And that's real. Um, I could not listen to any of that because I was too distracted by the three lines that were shaved in the side of Frankie's head. (laughs) So bad. But also, I know why you're mad. Because of the girlfriend? I guess. See, this is where things get so convoluted and confusing to me. And this is where I think that despite Lauren's protest to the contrary now, that she tried to be true to herself and wasn't acting in this show... She was. I mean, I'm sorry. This is, had to be fake. Like, she has nothing to be upset about. Like, they right. were just friends. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why she'd be all pouty and mad. It was really dumb. And if he does have a girlfriend, why did he say, who's my girlfriend? And, but was, did he have a girlfriend or he was just seen out with a girl? I don't know. I think he was just seen out with a girl. Right. I guess that's what Frankie's referring to when he said, I know you're mad. So stupid. And you guys love each other, and that's real. It's such a Frankie Delgado thing to say. I mean, but I could even <laughs> see Lauren being pouty McPowderson. Okay, so here's this. Maybe she's just pouty because she hasn't heard from him in the week that she's been back. Yeah, and Lauren's passive-aggressive. She didn't yeah. call him. She waited. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. very possible that just on a friendship level, she's pissed that he's, like, ignoring her. Yes. I mean, this is the same person who showed up to put her luggage in the back of a car. Yes. To go to parents. And then if she hasn't heard a word from him since she's been back. Right. That, that could make sense. But she's a brat. I'm sorry. She's acting like a total asshole. She was. 100%. So then we see Lauren out to lunch with our girl Lo the next day at a place called Kamsa. It's a nod to Paris, I guess. I guess. And Lauren's mustache is in attendance. And Lo looks at Lauren and says, are you... Are you okay? You're very meh. <laughs> Are you tired from your trip? Again, like it was the longest trip in the world, and Lauren says that things were just awkward with Brody. And then she says, Brody has a way of making me feel like I'm never good enough. And I, I don't quite know what to make of that. I, I get that their relationship is fake, but I wonder if there was a part of Lauren that wanted it to be more real than Brody did. Maybe. It's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Because he is such a player, and maybe she was hoping he would be less of one just a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Because it, it looked genuine the way she said it, but I wouldn't, I don't know. It did look genuine, but it also could even just be from a friendship level. Like, I could see Lauren being the kind of friend that expects you to put her above all others. Yes. And the fact that he is interested in another girl, even in a romantic way, and is no longer putting Lauren first, that could be her problem. Right. That's true. And it is frustrating sometimes when you're good friends with a straight male and he's just a chick magnet and kind of a misogynist. It does get old. It is tiresome. And you do want him to just suck it up and be a good friend and less of a dickhead, I guess. But I don't know. So then Lo says, we have this conversation a lot. You know, I, you need to stop putting energy into Brody, basically. Uh, my note just said, I feel, I feel like what Lo was actually saying was, get over it, Lauren. Yeah. In a very nice way. In a very nice way. But she's Lo basically is like, such a breath of fresh air on the show. Yeah. She always has been and always will be. So that's where that ends. 
And then we're at Chez Ambiance, mm-hmm. and Spencer is finally moving out his things, sort and of. And Heidi finally got her roots done, and they look beautiful. Yes. We also realized, I and I think part of the reason we thought Heidi looked so good in her first few scenes with her mother in Colorado, she's been freshened up a bit. We noticed her lips have grown yeah, in Mare size. Yeah, noticed it. We did a little bit of internet digging, and she definitely, but it's like the perfect amount. I wish she'd stopped. Yes. Like, her lips, she definitely had them filled just a smidge. Yes. It looks amazing. She stopped right there. Yes. And she's also wearing a tank top in this scene that is incredibly chesty. I don't know whether maybe she added a few cc's or whether she just decided to really show off all of her work at once. Something has happened and she's she's showing it off a little more this episode than she was a few episodes ago. Well, she also too might they finally might have healed and settled. Yeah. Cuz we looked it up and she had the original breast augmentation and nose job in August. April. April, I'm sorry. And this is like December. Right. So like the swelling's probably gone down and I don't know. But she's she's playing for keeps. She is, yeah. yeah. Although she paired her titty top with some bright red leather mules that I saw when she sat down. <laughs> They're terrible. I remember those, though. They were kind of in at the time. They are hideous. They've come ugly, back. But, have oh. you seen the Prada ones that are really popular now that have fur on the inside, but no. they don't have a heel? No. I saw six pairs last time I went to New York City, I think. Yeah, gross. I'll show you a that picture when like we slippers. stop recording. That is gross. Yeah. Um... So Spencer packs up his Xbox, which apparently is his prized possession. And then he says he's kind enough to leave Heidi the TV. She says, I bought the TV. And he said, no, you bought the 42 inch. This is the 50 inch. And she said they were the same price and we split them. Don't care. Whatever. So then Spencer is (coughs) taking it really over the top. And he is going through the books. Yes. On the shelf and says, is Empire of the Sun yours? And she says, yes, that's mine. He says, okay, whatever. And he grabs some other books and puts them in a box. Now, thinking back on it, are we sure there weren't some DVDs mixed in on that bookshelf? Maybe it was her copy of Empire Sun, the movie? I don't know. That would make a lot more sense. It reminded me of when Harry met Sally, when Billy Crystal has a meltdown and says, do me a favor and write your names in your books right now, because in a couple of years, (laughs) you'll go $1,000 over whose book it is. It's true. Um, but that's all I have to say about this. You know, Spencer like mopes out with a box of stuff. Well, and also really stupid to believe that he, I mean, cause I don't, we don't, I don't think he really moved out, but, um, that he couldn't have done this while she was in Colorado. It's a couple of books and an Xbox and a TV. Right. That fits in the back of your car and takes three seconds. It did fit in the back of his car. He opened the trunk, put a single box in there and then drove away. Yeah. And signaled way too early. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just... It's ridiculous. I don't I don't get it. So then we see Whitney packing up a box at Teen Vogue because it is her last day in the closet. And her and Lauren reminisce about how they've been through so much together. And, you know, from that first young Hollywood party when Heidi almost got them fired, they should have known then about Heidi. Ha ha ha. And Lauren notices that Whitney is carrying the exact same purse she was the day they first interviewed at Teen Vogue, you know, all those years ago. What I found interesting is that Lauren says, the first day I met you, you wore that bag. Do people say wore that bag? Don't you say carried? Oh, no. I've heard people say wore that bag. Is that a celebrity And actually, thing? it's more of like a, 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 like a fashion term. Right. I've... I, I feel like normal people don't say that. It's just the same thing as, like, when on the record, who are you wearing? Like, it, it goes along the same lines. Yeah. Like, you and I would say, like, who made that? 
but they would say, who are you wearing? So the same thing, like, right. you wore that bag. Yeah. It's interesting, though. It wore is a those- very inside baseball fashion term, I think. Uh, what I thought was weird, and she said, oh, it's so weird that it's the same bag. It's weird that fucking Lauren remembers what bag Whitney had when she met her two years ago. Yeah. I could not tell you one stitch of clothing you were wearing when I met you. When I, met. I could tell you where we were, but right. I couldn't tell you what you were wearing. No. Like, that's weird. I know. Well, and I'm guessing it's because Whitney was carrying an impressive bag for a job interview, and that was before Lauren had her Chanel bag from Jason. Although, as a rich girl from Orange County, it's not like Lauren didn't have nice bags, too, so I don't know. I just thought it was strange and a little stalkery. Yeah, it was weird. So, again, Whitney has about the same size box as Spencer, but it looks even less full than Spencer's, and she says, okay, I think that's everything. (laughs) Also a good one. And... So they joke about how their relationship is now going to be long distance and how they're going to have to make it work. And Whitney says, well, I'm still going to need you to curl my hair, which I thought which was cute. Which is cute. cute. It yeah. was cute. And we, we do know that Lauren knows how to curl her hair to high hell. So yes. there you go. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And then next week we just get teased with some more Heidi Spencer drama and we're really going to ramp it up with the sheep rat. And uh, Whitney, rather, goes to New York for her first job with People's Revolution. Yes. Yes. Spoiler alert, does not go well. Or so they make us think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it, guys. And Happy New Year again. Happy New Year to everybody. And we'll see you next week. Happy birthday again to our good friend, Happy, happy birthday, Jill. We love you. Because she's a real loyal listener, and she tells everyone about us, and we love her. So thank you, Jill, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.